Welcome back, listeners, to this week's episode of Nightmare Lane. We're so happy you've decided to join us. Mwahaha. I, I don't know why the evil laugh was there. But anyway, host, what do you have in the store for us today? I have a fun story that I really think, and I'm sure this time I have it right, that you have not heard of. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I hope. Wait to hear it. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually really excited about this one. I did a ton of research. Um, it is a fun little ghost story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm really super excited about this one. So it's called The Ghostly Woman of the Lady of Elgin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? I don't know. It doesn't sound familiar. Aha. I was right. Okay. You have no knowledge of this. Uh, well, let's see if we get further into the story and if I'm part of it then. See, Kevin, here's the problem. You like to hedge your bets. So I want you to like announce at the beginning of the episode whether you recognize it or not. Because like that just means that I'm right. Well, the the problem is like I know lots of stories about ghostly women and it's always like the ghost ghostly lady of blank. And it's like I don't remember all of the places. So if this is the, the ghostly lady of a specific castle, I've probably heard of it. Well, it's uh not. So okay, you obviously cool. haven't. Because cool. she's from Lady of Elgin. She's not in a castle. What's Elgin? So, exactly. Okay. I'm excited. Let's hear it. Okay. Love learning new things. So the name of this episode is going to be Episode of Woman and Gold Necklace. Probably something a little fancier than that. Okay. Okay. All right. So I have an interview in the 1870s. I have an actual blurb I want to read. I think it says it better than I could and may illuminate listeners on the ghostly woman and her story. So... Here is me reading the blurb. In 1860, the side paddle steamer, Lady Elgin, it's E-L-G-I-N, so I think it's Elgin, but it could be Elgin. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Was wrecked about nine miles off Winnetka. Another ship had collided with it, and the ship was busted up by breakers. Just under 400 people were on board, bound to Milwaukee from Chicago. They had just seen, allegedly, Senator Douglas speaking in his campaign for the presidency, which he obviously did not uh, win. win. Yeah. yeah. Another ship was, collided with the Lady Elgin and was overturned and destroyed, resulting in the loss of around 75% of those on board. Oh. At the time, it was the greatest tragedy who. At the time, it was the greatest tragedy that had ever befallen either Chicago or Milwaukee, and is said to us to have cost each city more lives than any single battle would in the coming Civil War. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so, now we go to the ghost part. So many bodies who came ashore closer to the side of the wreck wound up in a mass grave in Highwood a small town in the north suburbs, and it was there that the ghost was seen throughout the late 1800s. So there was about 27 people buried in a mass grave. Wow. So an examination showed that on the body was a handsome gold watch, a thing somewhat rarer than it is now, while about the neck was a fine gold chain. 
On the fingers were several rings, two of them containing large solitaire diamonds. The effects were left upon the body and the proper officials were notified. The next morning, when the officials arrived, the door was opened, but there was neither ring, watch, nor necklace upon the body of the woman. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I saw the chain with its gold piece pendant hanging from the neck of the wife of a prominent Lake County official not six weeks afterwards. The man had entered the building in the night and stolen the jewelry from that poor drowned woman. A nice sort of official, was he not? The stealing of the jewelry was undoubtedly the reason why the body was never identified. I made a coffin for her with my own hands and made it rather better than I did the others. Yes, she lies up yonder, unknown and forgotten by all save two or three of us. I suppose there is rubbish on her grave, and I know that cows are pastured there, but time makes living people careless of the dead. So that was a direct I know. That was a direct quote um, by a man named Henry Mowers who had found her on the beach. So during the wreck, he was on the beach looking for people who are alive and pulling dead bodies out. And he lived just below the lighthouse. So she was clad in black silk and showing, despite the fact that she had been, you know, beaten for several days in the water, that she had been a woman of beauty. And so he carried her and put her in the house separate from the rest of the bodies because he knew she could be identified given the jewelry Mm. that then the jewelry was taken. Yeah, he probably stole it. I don't think so. Are you kidding? Yes. Maybe. Good. Well, good, because, like, he sounds like a nice man. He, like... Does he? Does he sound like a nice man? He made a coffin with his own two hands. Oh, my gosh. He doesn't sound like a nice man. He sounds like a creeper who fell in love with a dead woman. And no. why is she being separated from everyone else? Because it's like, even though she's been drowned for multiple days, oh, you know, she was probably prettier than these other girls. So oh my gosh. let's make her a really awesome coffin. Like, oh Kevin, my God, dude, could you be like, are you kidding? She wasn't separated. He made 27 coffins. He just made yeah. hers a little bit sturdier. And they're all nicer. married, buried, not married. They're all buried in the same mass grave. So she wasn't treated any differently. Oh, the it only thing was, sounds like he treated her a little differently. He did not. But talk about that city official who stole, stole her jewelry. Yeah, that guy's kind of a creeper, too. Well, I liked his quote. um, Time makes living people careless of the dead. I do like Mm -hmm. that quote, but at the same time, like, for coming from someone who's experienced a lot of loss in the last few years, I feel like that's actually how it should be. Because if I focus too much on the people who have passed, like, one, I really don't think that's what they would have wanted for me. But two, like, how could I have, how could I be able to move forward and live my life to the fullest if I'm focused on what I've lost? No, I think that there's a difference between being able to process grieving and also being careless of somebody's memory. I guess that's true. Okay, so here are the facts. On the shore of Winnetka, long after sinking, after the sinking of the Lady of Elgin, there was okay. a real estate boom in 1870. Luxury houses started popping up along the bluff and lakeshore. 
Among the constructed houses was one site that was never completed due to reports of a woman dressed in an elegant black gown with a gold necklace who was dripping wet. Interesting. They say, mm-hmm, they say she would wave her hands and chase away the construction on one particular site, the same site that was left partially constructed and never completed. No one has actually admitted the site was abandoned. But as her sightings became more persistent and aggressive, the public surmised as much. Many locals readily identified the woman as a potential victim of the shipwreck, but didn't know her in particular to any other victim or why she would be haunting that specific site. Now that the construction had ceased, so did her appearances, even up into the 20th century. Okay. So the site is still only partially done. Because they've never gone. Let anybody do anything. Yeah, so they've never gone back to finish it. Yeah, that I wouldn't tough. either, quite frankly. Yeah. Well, and then that they've also done some research. They've not dug it up, but historians have done some research, and they think that that's actually where the mass grave is. So the speculation is that she potentially given this description from an 1870s newspaper with, um, what was his name? Henry Mowers. Okay, so his account was in the 1870s. That's his interview. So historians now have looked up his interview, looked up where he speculated that the mass grave was, where they buried them all, but they didn't mark it clearly. So now 200 years later, 150 years later, um, they're looking at it and they think that the mass grave is actually under the site that they that is partially constructed that they never completed. Oh. And, and that based on his description of her in the black silk, that it is the Lady of Elgin, the woman that had the necklaces and the jewels, and her identity never confirmed. Gotcha. Okay. So... Legend has it that people that go to the site will see her standing there dripping wet in her black silk, but that she only seems to be aggressive towards those that are trying to work on the site. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is the story of the Lady of Elgin. I had not heard this story. So, yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. Good job. It took me so long to find the story. I'm not kidding. I did a ton of digging. Well, it was well worth it. Because um, I knew I knew that you had known about, you know, other shipwrecks and other, like, ghostly ladies and stuff. So yeah. what you said earlier about, like, if she's a lady in a castle, I purposely stayed away from castles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I know a lot about ghostly castles. So, no, yeah. Good call, but I'm actually so surprised because I know a lot about shipwrecks as well. So it's kind of uh, interesting that I haven't heard this one before, but it was a really good story. I mean, like tragic, very, very sad. Um, mm-hmm. I wish we knew where the golden necklace was. I wonder if you brought her back for jewelry if she'd settle, but I guess because she's guarding the mass grave, like that doesn't make sense either. I feel like it's less about the jewelry and more about that she was never identified. Yeah, uh, but that's what I'm saying. If you found the jewelry, then would you be able to identify her? Maybe. Um, and too bad technology was such back then they didn't get a photo of it. 
I know, right? Because then that would have fixed it. Well, and like right. just the fact that that guy was such a jerk and stealing it, I can't fathom he was that. Like, buy medicine for his kid. No, he was a city official. He had plenty of money. Uh, no, he probably didn't. Not if he's stealing jewelry. No, if he's stealing jewelry just to give it to his wife because he didn't bother trading it to make medicine for his kid. I think if he'd given it to his wife, they would have caught it and found it. Literally, that's what Henry Mower says, is that he saw the same necklace on the neck of one of the city officials' wives. Oh, well, then why didn't they take it back? He says here, I saw the chain with its gold piece pendant hanging from the neck of the wife of a prominent Lake County official, not six weeks afterwards. The woman had entered, the man had entered the building in the night and stolen the jewelry from that poor drowned woman. A nice sort of official, was he not? Gotcha. Okay, I guess I missed that part. And he continues by saying, the stealing of the jewelry was undoubtedly the reason why the body was never identified. I made a coffin for her with my own hands. See? So, like, he was upset that the jewelry had been stolen because he knew it would have led to her identification. And honestly, like, okay, I get that I'm not somebody that thinks that we should bury people with their earthly possessions, you know? But in this case, it's an accidental death. Her family is going to come in and take her belongings. Like, what if she had a daughter or a sister or a mother and that was... Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was probably like a family heirloom of some kind. But see, that's why I don't understand. Like, why didn't they go take it back if he recognized the jewelry? If it could be like even a family heirloom that a mother or a sister would want and they could have had it back. Yeah. And but so why didn't they go take it from the city official? Because like they obviously recognized it. So they knew it had been stolen. So I don't know why they let the guy get away with it. Well, the crash happens just before the Civil War. So it was 1859, 1860. There's still laws in 1859 and 1860. Yeah, but it was a suburban little back roads town that had a lighthouse and a lake view. Like you're putting a lot of today's standards. They probably didn't feel like they had a lot of clout or a lot of ability to accuse. I guess. I mean, like, there's corruption in the world today. Can you imagine 150 years ago? Yeah. Well, protecting the mass grave. Yes, she seems to be protecting the mass grave. It's very sad. Um, I just think that, like, bad people do bad things regardless of where they're at. Yeah. So, but I don't know, like doing, I did really extensive research on this one. And honestly, um, it feels real. Like all the other ones, except for the submarine, the submarine also felt real, but like much of the other ones that I've told, there's been like, oh, and then here's the big reveal or here's why like the chair wasn't real or like whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But this one, all of like the historical stuff seems to line up. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, like we said, we so we, we believe found, in imprints. We found a real one. <laughs> well, let's not get too excited. Oh no, I'm excited. That's awesome. 
Okay. Well, well that I is like what it. I found. And now you get to pick out your dinner. Good job. Oh, do I? No, because this is like only one of four. Yeah, but I thought... uh, oh, wait, did we say you had to find two or you just had to no, find We said one? we had to find over half. Oh, well, that seems unfair to you. Well, but you're the one that made the terms. Yeah, let's let's make it two. If you can do two. So this is one. You just need one more. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Sounds well, good. that was it for this one. All right. Excellent job. Well, thank you so much, listeners. In the last episode, we forgot to thank our Patreon subscribers. So I want to throw out a thank you to them. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. Um, Marie and uh, Nathan, thank you so much for your support. For Continued support. Our, yeah, your continued support, especially your understanding while we've been going through this like hiatus period. On top of that, for our regular listeners, thank you so much for your patience and sticking with us. Um, I'm really excited that we're posting episodes again. And it's wonderful to have you guys. Also, listeners, I would just like to put out there that if you're going through something that's challenging for you right now, know that you're not alone. Everyone is right there with you because there's always something that you wish you could do a little bit better or just feel so impossibly hard. And it's just, it's so important to know that you're not alone, but also that this moment is going to pass this moment in time in in five years are you really going to remember it don't let one moment define the rest of your life you've got this hang in there and we all love you um so and anyone listening to this episode thank you so much for putting up with my dog's squeaky toy and the constant barking oh you're welcome yes all right well you guys have a great week and we will see you all next week Yes. And in the meantime, stay spooky. Ooh.